It's March 20 at 9pm and Anton and I will be talking about how to plan your day. So hopefully if our situation has gotten better, you can do these tips and techniques that we're sharing. But even if we are still in this enhanced community quarantine, you should still be able to follow these tips and techniques and use the tools that we talked about. So listen in. Hey, this is Coach Rai. And this is Anton. And you're listening to Shift Forward. All right, day five of the enhanced community quarantine. Anton, how are you? Still adjusting, but so good. I had many chats in between um, work, Viber group, WhatsApp group, and then calls. So, so far, still adjusting, but coping up i guess it will be better next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah by the time this is released you know we have that two episodes hopefully that has helped your team members as well get used to remote work hopefully things have gotten better but before you know before we go ahead what can we talk about this time i guess it's good to talk about with the situation right now and i think we can also apply this um once uh the situation stabilizes is how to make your day productive, uh, what goes through your day, right. how do you plan your day accordingly, and how do you make sure that your plans are achieved? All right. Yeah. So this is really what to do to plan your day. It's not like the big goal or anything yet. It's really the day-to-day that planning that we want to do. Yeah, you're right. That will be useful, not just in this season, in this uh, situation that we're in, but even afterwards. So what do we do to get started on this? What's your number one thing to do? Yeah, for me, how do I start planning my day? Mm -hmm. It's essentially focusing on what needs to be done today, right now. All right. Not thinking about what will happen tomorrow, the following day, or the next week. It's planning for the day. Uh, Whenever I plan for the day, I usually start on what is the most important thing that I can do for the day. All right. When does that happen for you? Because I've heard of people who would do it like the night before, early morning. How does, what would you feel is, at least for you, what works for you? If I did not have time the day before, the Mm. night before, then I do it at the start of the day. Okay. Usually the moment I wake up and I have my breakfast and then I start to think about what are the things that I should be doing for today and right. also think about the things that I wasn't able to do from <laughs> yesterday because Great. because it's also a factor where if some of the things that you need to do today, you cannot do it because you mm-hmm. failed to do something previous day. So okay. that's what I do as a first step. And then since age has caught up with me, so what <laughs> I do is... <laughs> put it into writing oh okay so correct me if i got it wrong but the best way to do it it's still the possibly the night before but you know i think you're correct sometimes we just run out of time to plan for the next day so the next thing that you could do the next best thing that we can do is really to do it in the morning early in the morning and put it into writing given <laughs> my memory is really bad so put it into writing yeah, so what what do you write? Yeah, I, I think going back to the night before because um, I'm the type of person when I think of something, my mind has a hard time 
trying to shut down the thought process. Oh, okay. So, which is why it's very hard for me not to overthink of the things that I do if I do it planning. But if you're the type of person who can shut down your mind before you go to sleep and try to not to think of something, then you can plan accordingly. So Yeah, that makes sense. Some people are just better at, I guess, shutting their brains, their minds, you know. So if you're the type who has a hard time doing that, you better not do it at night or else you might end up uh, losing sleep over it. And just instead of planning, you go ahead and doing. That might happen to you. Yeah, so it would depend on that person. All right, great. Okay, and then the writing. What goes on? What do you write? I usually start with the first thing that I need to do, the most important thing that I need to do for the day. Okay. And then it goes down chronologically. So after I have the most important thing, and then I write down the, the second most important thing. And then if I can't determine which one is more important than the other, I just jot it down. I usually use my, my phone okay. through the notes. And then mm. once I have the list, then I prioritize which one, which one is the most important, which one should go first. When you say write it down, it's good. So it can also be done digitally, right? Yeah. yeah. For some... I think it's good for them if they write it with paper and pen because studies show that writing it through your hand makes you remember the things that you will be doing and and it goes through the brain yeah. that uh-huh. these are the things that you need to do. But yep. whatever works for you, whether you jot it down through your mobile phone yeah. or through your mm-hmm. through a piece of paper, as long as you commit to it. Yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard about a lot of studies talking about how writing uh, on using pen and paper, pencil and paper can, you know, make the information stick to your mind better. I've always wondered how it is if you are writing, let's say, on a on a tablet, does it work the same way? I have yet to find any research on that, but you're right. So I guess some people are just better at doing it manually, meaning pen and paper. Personally, I like my my phone just because I can put in reminders and, you know, they buzz whenever to remind me of things. For me, a suggestion, like I, I mentioned, writing in them uh, digitally, right? For me, I am the type of person who loves using to-do lists. How are you with to-do lists? What do you think about to-do lists? Is that what you mean by putting it in notes or is it totally different thing for you? It's similar to the to-do list, mm. writing down all the things that I need to do, but somehow not putting in the period or the time when I should be doing things. It's more of listing it down first and then identifying which one should be prioritized or which one is the most important one. For me, I just have this, I don't know it if it's just me, but I get the satisfaction when I check or I click on a a to-do and you know it kind of fades away or goes away there's a satisfaction i get but i see your point about just writing things down and seeing it there and then prioritizing it doesn't have to be a list right so just having those notes for you yeah and i also use the list in terms of say similar to your checklist 
I do some check or I take off something. Usually, it's a it's an icon of the check mark. Mm. Um, it's color green. Oh, okay. So that it triggers a good sight whenever I <laughs> I check on my notes and then be able to identify which um, what are the things that I haven't done yet, so that I'll be yeah uh, mm. I'll be able to do it accordingly. All but right. the problem with having a a long list is for you to be able to manage the list it should be realistic if you know about the smart goal yeah. um, specific measurable attainable realistic and time bound especially at this day and age that traffic is so bad so well not this time but <laughs> but I get your point <laughs> but we can't go out so <laughs> yeah sorry go ahead go ahead I usually keep it within five items where I, mm. I'll do those things because it might be a stretch if I try to do or plan to do a lot of things. So mm. I keep it realistic okay. and yeah, identify which time of the day I'm able to do that and right. then also trigger or identify the the components or the challenges for me not to be able to do that uh, activity. I think we're kind of different in this aspect, right? Because personally, I have a long to-do list. But how I handle it is that I have this inbox of sort. So that's why I'm using a tool. So I would have an inbox and I'd be able to put them into different projects. And then, like you mentioned, that's when I would put dates on. Are these tasks for today, right? Because I have the prioritization set already. So I have a long list. I don't necessarily do them right away because I then schedule them to be done. So I guess it's it's just a matter of preference also because when I think of something, I need to put it somewhere or else I'll forget. So I put it in a to-do list that I then prioritize. That's how I do it at least. So uh, there's, there's a difference, yeah. Yeah, um, which uh, makes me wonder because some people, if you give them a long list, they'll be overwhelmed. Mm, yeah. And then... But with your method, you're able to break it down on a daily basis um, on a, in a visual way because I think that also helps yourself in terms of uh, managing what you should be able to do today versus yeah. what are you able to do tomorrow. Yep. The way I do it also is the, the tool that I'm using. So it's Nozbe, by the way. It's N-O-Z-B-E. The beauty of it is... I can actually link it to my calendar. So like you said, right, if there's something in my list that needs to get done today or tomorrow, then I'll put a date to it and it automatically reflects on my calendar. That's the only beautiful thing about it. But to your point also, I understand how a long list can be overwhelming. And sometimes I agree that lists need to be checked, right? Because I do a weekly review. I try to do a weekly review. So every Sunday. And there have been times where I would delete some items on my list because at that time when I wrote them down, they felt necessary. But then it ended up, nah, I don't really need these things to get these things done. You know, like <laughs> I would put, read this long article. With, I don't really need it. I just, you know, it just felt like I wanted to do it at that point. But you're right there. The to-do list need to be managed. A yeah, good thing that you've mentioned about the weekly review, because if you know the book, Five Choices of 
extraordinary productivity. Oh, okay. one of their tools or one of their suggestions for you to be be more productive in your life is be able to um, plan your week accordingly. And then once you plan your week, I think your method is um, in line with the with mm-hmm. that. It's called five C's in short. Uh, you do a weekly planning and then you put it on a daily basis and then you do a weekly review which are the things you're able to achieve which things are not and then it's more of like a retrospect okay what happened why were you not able to achieve mm-hmm. those things and what are you going to do accordingly for you to be right. able to manage your plan when you plan for the future again the beauty of that is yes you are planning your day daily but at the end of a week you need to review how you actually did with your planning. Because yeah, there've been days, there've been weeks where I was really unproductive, right? And the weekly review made me see that where where did I concentrate? What did I end up doing instead of the plans? And what can I do better basically? Yeah, some people don't have that um, weekly planning because they tend to get blown away with a lot of things but what works best for you you should be able to make it or identify if you're able to manage your week or your daily planning accordingly Mm -hmm. because let's be honest not everything that you plan for the day will happen oh yeah so how (laughs) how do you react to things that you're not Mm -hmm. able to do of course there won't be a day that you will do everything right. right. There might be days that you'll be able to do something, but mm. you have to redo it again because um, something did not go according to plan. But it's how you respond to the changes to your plan. It's, it's like the agile concept or the agile mindset is planning should be with enough details for you to be able to do your thing. Right. Or as they say, for you to be mm. able to move forward when you have planning, it should only have enough details for you to know or visualize the things that you need to do rather right, than putting yeah. in a lot of details. And then mm-hmm. those details will not be material anymore when you're doing something. So just the right amount of details, because I think sometimes you tend to research too much, get too much information. And it kind of bugs you down when you will need to do the work itself. That's interesting. Yeah. Right? But that's very true. And then sometimes those information that you include in your plan is not in reality the actual thing that's going to happen. But what I like about uh, a weekly review, at least for me, is, you know, it really shows you sometimes, you know, oftentimes, like what happened? Why was I not able to accomplish? Like you mentioned, it could be the details were lacking. Sometimes it's me underestimating the task that, I'd put in my to-do list or in my calendar, hey, this would probably take an hour. Writing an email, for example, (laughs) sometimes I just put it as 15 minutes, but it actually sometimes lasts me an hour because it's a a very important email. So that kind of weekly review just allows me to look back and say, okay, I was supposed to do these many tasks for that day. I just didn't accomplish it because I underestimated or or whatever might have happened. Yes. I'm glad that it was actually in the book. I've never heard the book. I'll probably start reading that. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of the Stephen Covey program. Oh, okay. Five choices of ex 
extraordinary productive people. Five choices of extraordinary productivity. Productivity. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And it's good to know that you've mentioned about time, the time element in a plan. Because I know some some of my friends don't put in the time where they need to do the activity. Because for them, it's too limiting. It's somehow a deterrent for them to do something. Oh. Because, for example, let's say you'll be doing some task or an activity at 11 in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning. But come 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, something came up and you'll not be able to do that activity mm. at 11 a.m. So for them, it, it's frustrating for them that they were planning. So oh, okay. what they tend to do is just put in their the activities for the day and then not put in time uh, for them to be able to think of it or have the mindset of flexibility. Right. That at 11 a.m., for example, they pass by <laughs> a coffee shop or a, a good restaurant and then they, he or she wanted to eat or have an early lunch, then they'll go about it. But for some, they're very strict in terms of providing yeah. time. But I don't know if, it, if that works for you. Do you put yeah. in time yeah i think what you mentioned makes sense right that there is that feeling that if i put the time if i put the number of hours it might limit me or it might yeah it doesn't feel flexible right and so i totally understand that personally for me i just like putting the time because i want to have an estimate i want to have an idea of when i will get to the task of course i understand where they are coming from that there will be for example if you're in the corporate world if you have a task scheduled at 10 a.m., you schedule it for yourself at 10 a.m. At 9.30, your boss comes in and tells you, hey, let's meet at 10 a.m. It feels limiting. But for me, my solution is easy. I just move the task. <laughs> so I just move the task. It could even be, like you said, it could even be move the task to the next day. But for me, it's just I want it there. I want to see how long it will take me. In fact, if I'm doing a task, let's say it's a three-hour task. I feel it's a three-hour task. And by 4 p.m., I haven't started it. I'll probably not start it. I'll just start it the next day. So that's how I use it so that it does not become too limiting for me. At least that's my way. <laughs> or you can always say you no know, to your boss. <laughs> I think that's another topic for another day. <laughs> you can always say, boss, do you want me to get this done or do you want to talk to me? <laughs> The time component, because sometimes some people tend to be dissatisfied. Yeah. Timelines are moved. Like, already set my they mind. They get frustrated with themselves. Yeah. The key there is for you to be flexible in terms of um, having flexible mindset. Yeah. Mm. You try to plan your day accordingly, but not everything will go according to plan. But how do you react? How do you react to and I that? Think I, I want to go back to your previous point, right? So even if you put time into your to-do list, if you know the priority, you would put the first priority in the first part of the day, maybe, so that you know that you have to get that done. If that gets pushed, everything else gets pushed. But that number one priority is done. So even if you include a time component, the priority component of the task comes first, right? So you know that the rest of the things I can probably push push back till tomorrow, but this number one task, this number one priority needs to get done. So 
that should be the mindset that should be how flexible your mindset is as far as these tasks are concerned yeah yeah i can remember in terms of um, planning flexibility a, uh, a quote from do you know simon sinek oh yeah yeah very famous <laughs> yeah he's one of my favorite authors and one of the great at that golden circle yeah go ahead that, go ahead do this quote <laughs> he said that always plan for the fact that no one no plan ever goes according to plan <laughs> so in, in essence he still promotes planning but he's also saying that we need to plan on the reaction if something doesn't go according to plan because yeah. you do not dwell on something that you haven't achieved it's it's like recalibration of your plans once right something is not moving how do you move it from there what what did you miss it's it's having the proper reaction to something that did not go accordingly yeah i think uh, now that you mention it i think true you know productivity is not just about it's not really about the planning it's your ability to adjust right and be flexible to what comes yeah i love that quote by simon yeah, the, the reason you're planning is essentially be, for you to be able to productive within a period, within a time frame. But you won't be productive if you get easily frustrated when something doesn't go accordingly, yeah. something doesn't go your way. Yep. That's why for you to be able to productive is for you to recalibrate your plan, do another planning when something goes wrong mm-hmm. so that you'll be able to complete or finish off the task or activity for your day to still be productive because otherwise if you keep on dwelling on some things that did not happen that did not go to your way at the end of the day it's on you yeah yeah definitely right you can't just say that these other things came in so you know these other things kept coming in so i just didn't get it done or something you have to also be able to filter out the things that are coming in and making sure that your their top priority gets done. One thing that I want to talk about is uh, also with regards to time. Are you familiar with the concept of time blocking? Yes. Yeah. So that's because for me, that's something that I really practice, especially for the big tasks, for the big projects that I have, those tasks. Because like I said, as much as possible, I like to estimate how long tasks will take. But there are definitely some tasks that I just cannot estimate. So what I do is I would put in just time blocks of two to three hours straight, just working on that task. And if it doesn't get finished by that time, I stop and move on to something else. And then I'll have another similar time block the next day. Because personally, if the deadline is still kind of far away, I like to do this method. So I at least I'm working on it slowly day by day. But I do not overwork my brain at it. Let's say eight hours a day. I'm not going to do that. I'll probably do a time blocking just so my mind gets some rest from the tasks. And it's refreshed by the time I work on the same task the following day. So that's my thing on time blocking. What do you think about time blocking? Yeah, actually, I have a question for you on the big task or long task that you have. Because one of the tips on how doing a big task is cutting it into bite sizes and then identifying certain milestones for you to be able to achieve the big right yeah 
big goal or big task. Do you do that? Yeah, I like that idea also. So I've done that. I think there are some tasks that you can definitely break down into smaller tasks, right? So for example, I'm, I have a project or I'm building a spreadsheet. We call it a tool, but it's technically a macro Excel sheet. Now, there's a lot of features in it. There's a lot of computation. So what I've done is separate the tasks per sheet at least, right? So I'll be working on one sheet at a time. However, there will be those tasks that even if I break them down, there's just so much uncertainty with regards to estimate that that's where time blocking comes in for me. Because I just can't estimate how long I'll take. For example, let's go back to that Excel spreadsheet. I just don't know how long I'll take for this one particular sheet, for example. And so I'll do the time blocking. But the way I'll separate this, I'll time block per sheet. So I get some satisfaction after I'm finished with one sheet. That's the beauty of it. And then I move on to the next. So that's kind of a, at least how I follow that guideline of breaking down the bigger task into smaller tasks. Okay. Good to know that you're doing that and then identifying the things that you need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And just a follow-up question with regard to the time blocking. Sure. Let's say you block two hours. Do you focus that two hours on that specific task or do you do something else in between? Well, as much as possible, it's only on that task. But whenever I do time blocking, I actually have this. I try using the Pomodoro timer. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so mine is set at 25 minutes and then five minutes break, 25 minutes work, five minutes break. What I do is I actually have this on my browser, my Chrome browser, mm-hmm. because I have a tendency. I know I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. Whenever I open a tab, I would press F and then enter to go to Facebook. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I have the Pomodoro timer to restrict me to, to be working for 25 minutes. After 25 minutes, it'll give me an alarm. Then I can do some other, you know, non-work related just to give my, my mind a break. That's what I try to do at least like for if I'm going to time block for two hours, at least I have those breaks in my mind. That, does that, wh- yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah. I agree with that. I was attending a talk in my daughter's school and the faculties there suggested that for anyone, whether you're grade school or adult learning, it's very important for people to have a brain break. A brain that, break, yeah. That three to five minute interval wherein uh, you just need to stand up or stretch your yeah. arms, stretch your legs for you to be able to have this mentality or refocus your brain because sometimes the brain cannot handle it anymore and you're focus kind of wanes mm-hmm. when you're doing something and yeah. it's like you're trying to squeeze your brain and but your brain is tired and then you can't think of anything <laughs> at the moment and all you wanted to do was okay have a break and then after taking a break uh you come back and then you're able to focus more and right yeah we have in one of the trainings that I was running. We have the, that exercise like we have them look at the screen monitor and then count uh, the number of dots mm. or number of items that um, they see in the monitor. 
and then they'll come up with a figure and then I'll give them one minute to shut their eyes and then tell them that try not to think of anything free your mind and then okay upon their opening their eyes they'll re- repeat doing the activity and they get it better okay wow. it's part of a study by uh i, I think it's a neurophysicist okay. where in if the mind is well rested it makes us more productive because we're more focused and we tend to put all the concentration right. at the task at hand rather than our mind flying away our mind thinking of all things and then not being able to focus on what we need to be doing at the moment right yeah yeah i mean i totally agree with that and you know just to share back in the day before i started doing this pomodori technique right and i was a developer then a, a software developer i would be racking my brain for example on a specific algorithm for an hour or so and couldn't come up with the right way as soon as i take a break because i'm just dizzy from all the thinking when i get back there you go that five minutes or so to clear your mind really does allow you to to get things done but yeah so so i guess maybe in in terms of planning your day that's actually something that might be important right just plan your breaks as well (laughs) because sometimes people think that productivity is cramming everything into the nine hours (laughs) that's actually um one of the tips that i can give with regard to meetings that are essentially overlapping or without a few minutes in between you need to go to another meeting Uh okay the back-to-back meetings yeah. yeah so what i do whenever i'm organizing or having that meeting is for me to be able to be concise and manage to cut it shorter than what was planned right. for example ending a one hour meeting within 50 minutes or 55 minutes um without compromising again yeah. the objective of the thing is being prepared when you go to the meeting for you to be able to achieve the purpose of the meeting and then i use that 5 10 minute in between break for me to go to the toilet wash my face or get a breather or do a bio break or drink some water because our brain if put in in a very stressful situation it will just black out yeah i think yeah. you've heard about mental blackout where mm-hmm. in the brain was very tired yeah. and then a person will just say that okay i can't think of anything anymore i think right the yeah. mental blackout it's like <laughs> staring at a blank wall and then just thinking of not be able to think of anything you know just to, to add to that right the sad reality is that people sometimes wear it as a badge of honor that they're you know running from one meeting to another back-to-back meetings without any break but that will eventually catch up with you you know and even as you try to be a hero and try to attend all these meetings without any break, how productive truly are you in those meetings, especially in the succeeding meetings? So I agree as much as possible. I mean, if you can do it, have those mini breaks in between. Yeah, I heard a good, you know, facial wash kind of helps you just refreshes you 
physically but also mentally so yeah i i mean i i totally love that i mean whenever i do that um washing your face and then just staring at the mirror sometimes when whenever you have someone with you in the toilet and i try to <laughs> speak to him that this is my way of me catching my breath and then <laughs> yeah having this um brain break for brain me to break. be able to digest uh, all of the information all of the data in the succeeding meeting so that i mean it's essentially keeping your sanity from a busy day <laughs> yeah and i think going back right so whenever you're planning your day at, at the start of the day look at those what meetings you have in there especially if these are not emergency quote-unquote emergency meetings if they're planned out if you know that they're going to happen just take a mental note of when you will have your breaks when you'll have those brain breaks right so make sure as much as you put all those priorities on your tasks, you also need to prioritize your breaks, your brain breaks. Anything else, Anton? I just wanted to check with you. What do you think is essentially the key that you're able to manage or be able to fulfill the important things that you do in your to-do list? For me, the, the important thing is, again, like I mentioned, it's to have them in my calendar. Because I use my to-do list and I sync that with my calendar. So I have everything in my calendar. It's not just the meetings. So if you look at my calendar, you will see all the things that I need to do apart from all the meetings that I need to attend to. So by having this one list in front of me, just everything that I need to get done that day, it helps me really figure out a way to do them, right? Whether, again, whether I be moving stuff or whatever, As long as I can see them, I think you mentioned this earlier, when you write them down, you're able to see them. I see them in one place and I get them done. If I don't see them, if I don't spend, you know, my first few minutes planning, looking at the things that I need to do, I will forget things. I will not get things done, which is, by the way, what happened to me the first few days of this quarantine, because it was just a different, (laughs) it was just a different day. For me, that's how it it works for me. Me planning and seeing all the things I needed to do and all the meetings I need to attend. Yeah, it's more of you having this um, visual representation of the things that you need to do. Right. Um, Whether writing it on a diary or a piece of paper or some gadget that you have for you to be able to visualize it, be able to... I think having the visualization makes you more committed to the activities that you need to do for you to be able to achieve a productive day. Yeah. Because other than having the focus, which if you ask anyone out there, they'll be able to say they're focused. They're committed. But how do you ensure that that focus and commitment will be retained whenever something comes up that doesn't go your way and you be able to navigate yourself and then become a productive person at the end of the day or at the end of the week. Yeah. So that it makes it more fulfilling for you having this productive day because who doesn't want a productive day because everyone wants fulfillment and what can be more fulfilling than doing everything that you were planning to do in a day and then having, having a great feeling at the end of it. And yeah, and totally, I think that 
that's really why we are suggesting, you know, find a way to plan your day because at the end of the day, like Anton mentioned, there is a great feeling at the end of the day, especially if you're able to accomplish all these plans that you have. Yeah, especially when you start achieving or having these productive days, it becomes habitual. And then when it becomes habitual, it's going to be innate in you that you tend to be an achiever of something positive. And the feeling that you get is internally you're happy and then it will show physically on you. You have more energy, you have optimism, you have this um, positivity in you because you're someone who's able to achieve productive days, not just today, yesterday but also on the succeeding days because as a person that should be your focus it's in in one of the movies (laughs) they say there are two types of people in this world it's the mexican and the mexican (laughs) the mexican is someone who can do things can do and then the mexican is the one who can't do (laughs) so which one are you (laughs) <laughs> All right, then. And I think with that, we, we end this episode on really how to plan your day, because at the end of it all, we really want to make sh- it so that you can be the Mexican. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Anton. And for those listening, thank, thank you for you or listening. Thank you for listening to this. And hopefully this has been helpful for you. Again, this is something that you can do. In this situation that we're in, if we are still in this situation by the time you listen to this podcast, or even when things normalize, these are tips that you can still follow. And Ryan, can they reach out to us or oh, yeah. put in comments in case? Because I'm, I'm also curious to know what are their sure. tips or methods in terms of um, achieving yeah. things within the day or being productive. Right. By this time, I don't know if we will be on Apple Podcasts already. It hasn't reflected yet, but if uh, you can hear us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. You can also go to anchor.fm. We'll put the link in the description so you can know how to reach out to us. Uh, we might also give an email address. I'm still working on that. But definitely let us know if any of this is helpful. Any other things you want to hear about productivity, do reach out to us. Yeah, if they have... um topics that they want us to cover or they have some insights on how they make their life productive then um, they can feel free to reach out to us and then um, share those thoughts all right thanks again and talk to you next time thanks ryan thanks anton